Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies, hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. If you know me and Lexi, you know that we are both quite the bookworms and we've got something exciting to share with you all today. Have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by the endless options at the bookstore, unsure of what to pick up next? Well, we've discovered a game changer, Book of the Month. This isn't your run-of-the-mill book subscription. It's like having a book-loving friend handpick your next literary adventure each month. Trust me, their selections are always spot on. And this month, I can't wait to dive into Real Americans by Rachel Kong. What makes Book of the Month stand out? It's the simplicity. No more decision fatigue at the bookstore, just a curated selection of top-notch reads waiting to sweep you away. Lexi and I had a blast picking from a variety of genres, from pulse-pounding mysteries to heartwarming romances. But what truly won us over is their dedication to quality and fun. With just a handful of selections each month, they prioritize the joy of reading over endless options. Every book is a gem waiting to be discovered. So fellow book lovers, it's time to level up your reading game. Head over to bookofthemonth.com and use the code PEDALS to snag your first book for just $5. Trust us, your bookshelf will thank you. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. It's your host, Liv and Lex. We're so glad you're joining us again. Hopefully, you all are coming into the space well-rested. If you haven't checked out our last episode, we're so excited to build on the conversation. And you know, I'm an eager beaver. I already want to jump in, but you know how we start our space off. We got to check in with a little pulse check. Liv, tell me how you're doing. Yes. Oh my gosh. The good old pulse check. What has been going on? in my world. I feel like given the fact that we are midway through the year and we're pretty much going to fly through the rest of the year, I'm really trying to get my ducks in a row because when you think about it, it's like, all right, there's August and then September is when commencement is happening. For those that don't know, I graduated in the quarantine graduates. I was, I was part of the quarantine graduate gang 
And so I'm actually going to be walking the stage in September, which is so crazy. Why did I, I think, completely forget about this again? Yes. No, I'm, I'm going to be in North Carolina in September and all up in your space. Yes. Oh my gosh. I forgot. But you know what? I didn't forget because somebody asked me, they were like, do you have a busy September? And I was like, why do I feel like I do? But I was like, but I yeah. can't tell you what it is. That's because some part of me remembered this is so exciting. <laughs> this is so exciting. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And so that's definitely something that's on my agenda, just like really transitioning into the adult world. And I truly feel like once it hits October, the rest of the year is just a blur. That's always how it is for me. Either October is going to be the shortest month or it's going to be, I'm going to feel every single bit of October, but it's like Halloween, um, Thanksgiving, Christmas, birthday, all of that good stuff. So I've just been in this space of really trying to figure out how to gracefully transition into post-college adult world, meaning, you know, getting a full-time job, managing finances, finally, hopefully moving into my own space, trying to figure out like where I'm at with the content creation. So it's really exciting. And I know last episode I talked about, uh, getting a birth chart reader to like read my chart. Y'all, I made an appointment with the psychic this time around. So I actually will have an update for y'all about how like my session with the psychic went next episode, but I was really stressed and I had a friend recommend that she had like a really good experience with this one. Oh my gosh. Medium like psychic. So I was like, oh my God. I oh my gosh. I want to be a fly on the wall so bad. I know. I, And it sounds so crazy because when I was at the mall yesterday, this woman walked up to me and she gave me her card and she was like, I sell crystals and all this stuff. Like you just seem like someone that would be interested in all of that. And I truly <laughs> feel like it's the locks that make me that make people think I'm like super hippy dippy. And I think also talking about, oh, I'm on a, you know, I want to go see a psychic or I'm into birth chart reading and astrology. It's just something that I've wanted to do since I was 13 years old. And I'm finally, I finally have like my own life to live, like where (laughs) I can make those decisions. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's pretty much my pulse check. I can't wait to update y'all on the psychic though. That's going to be crazy. Yeah, I like you're gonna have to write down everything because it's always sometimes it can be like oh. so overwhelming in the moment too. And we'll see if what she says actually comes true. Well, yeah, and I hear that it's like always so circumstantial too, and that's like a whole other episode is talking about our relationship to time. But yeah, I'm super pumped for you. Again, we know how I stand with these things. I could never, and I'm going to say never with an asterisk of like, I could not really, because the moment I say never, the moment I'm going to find myself in front of one of these people. I also (laughs) had such a weird experience with like somebody coming up to me in a coffee shop. We will not get into this, but I do think that Olivia and I carry very big auras that like people who are energetically bound like definitely vibe with us. So I'm not, again, also not surprised. I'm sure we'll give the credit to the locks, but also you carry a really big aura around you. So I think other people who are are like, it seems so hippy dippy to say like vibrational. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, who are we? Um, But I do think that that like is something some some people pick up on. Yeah. But we're recording this at what is today like the 25th or something but yesterday was the um a, somebody told me it was the official halfway point of the year and they were like how do you feel about that and I was like unwell I am unwell about that um 
because it's like, oh my goodness, I still feel like I'm trying to catch up with myself, but also like, wow, those we, you know, how exciting though, at the same time of like, there's so much to look forward to with the rest of the year, but I'm also with you in the sense of like, October is always that crux month where it's like, there's so much happening before October and so much happening after October that you don't really know what's going to be in that in-between moment. Um, but you know, it's coming and it's like a little bit of a benchmark, but for sure. Um, 100%. Yeah. I am so looking forward to celebrating you because I think it, a lot of people can relate to the phase that life that you're in right now of like, mm-hmm. didn't get those very clear cut, like transitional phases, but like still had to keep on keeping on. Um, so how do you go back, celebrate those things and also move forward? And that's, I'm like super pumped for our topic in a moment, but I have to do my pulse check first. And we know I will always try and skip over mine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I am doing, um, well, I'm okay. Um, I'm definitely really pushing myself to utilize lots of tools in my toolbox, um, I think last time in the podcast, I said I was moving in conflict with somebody right now and we've moved past conflict and we are now segment, like, you know, separating our lives a little bit um, or separating that relationship with very like clear, no intentions of cultivating anything past this moment. And so, but at the same time, um, because we know we love living in a both and just a beautiful, and I really wish this for every single person in this world. Like I always tell people, I wish nobody like nausea or headache. Cause I think those are like the worst things in the world, but I hope that everybody gets to experience being held by their community because as it's really difficult to move through, like letting go of a relationship um, and feeling really like deeply hurt by that. It has been like, I'm not a big vulnerability person. I don't like asking for help. Olivia is probably shaking her head being like, yeah, I've literally seen like we asked for help maybe like three times in our friendship. Um, And it's been so amazing to just see the people who have shown up for me um, in the past, honestly, in the past like month and a half as I've moved through this. And it's like people who I always say, like, you have to trust the version that other people, the trust the version of yourself, other people hold as you when you can't hold it for yourself. Like when you have that deep self-doubt or like you're just kind of drowning in the circumstances. Um, and I feel like I've really leaned into that and it's been one of the most beautiful process. And I just feel like a, a level of gratitude that could get me hashtag crying in the club. Um, so we're doing okay and also well, because I feel like I have just such a community of people around me um who are holding me very tight and deeply um so that's that's how I'm showing up but I'm also just really excited for things coming up um I think like the next six months I don't know what my life will look like at the next the beginning of next year and that's like an exciting but also frightening place to be that Um, part yeah Yeah. And so I think this is why it's so perfect. So, you know, last episode, we talked about rest and so much of this is embodying how we even got to the rebranding of Black Girl uh, Flow podcast. But, you know, now we have to talk about like what you do once you're rested Mm -hmm. and once you've recharged. And that's where we intro to the topic of visioning. Sparkles and rainbows. (laughs) 
stuck when when you hear that word right ah it's like a little shiny shiny um piece because it's like once you're rested it's now a point where you begin to think about how you bring action and intentionality to your life Mm -hmm. and that's what we're going to talk about today I know and it's crazy because I was the person I was that person that made my vision board like maybe two months ago. I know that that's something that people do at the beginning of the year. It was my first time ever creating a vision board. And I created it in like Canva, made it all pretty, framed it and put it on my desk because it just, you know, for me to have it as a reminder of the goals that I want, the person that I want to be. And I'm still trying to work through like, all right, how can I create systems to get to these goals? But just having a clear vision of the people that you want to surround yourself with, the spaces that you want to be in, the finances that you want to have, all of these things really affect the way that you move forward. Because when you envision yourself, you know, you have that spark, you really try to like start that day. You're like, all right, how can I create the life that I want to live? And it's so important. And I really love I love all the things that you say always, but you know, we've been taking these like really big concepts and we've just been parsing them out a little bit. And I think you said so many things that are so vital to this conversation because visioning for your life, there's so many parts of your life. Like it can be visioning what you want for your personal life. It can be visioning what you have um, for a project or, you know, a hobby that you're trying to make into a passion project or even a passion project into a moneymaker, um, even for your career goals. And I think the thing that you said about like building systems to help you get to those goals is so important because there's so many, there's like a menu of options at which you can really start to put that into practice. And I think this, for me, visioning is so much um, beyond just like intention setting and manifesting because it's also being being actionable, like having a plan and having goals, um, thinking about where you're going to be in the future and like whatever parameters you want to put on that. Because I also think me and you are time bound in very different ways because, and we can talk a little bit about how we interpret that um, and utilize it as part of the systems to help us get there, because I think I'm more, um, you know, I've always leaned a little bit more into like, oh, I'm just setting intentions. I'm just saying this. But at the same time, recently, a lot of people have been telling me, they're like, Lexi, you're actually like a really ambitious person. And you're like really disciplined in that. And I kind of started to think about exactly what you're saying. of like, wait, I guess I do have a lot of images that I have for myself. I just, you know, don't necessarily put them down um, in the way and in the medium that I think a lot of people talk about them. Mm-hmm. So I think what you said about building systems to help us get to those goals is super big. And then also picking how your personal life, your projects, or your career goals, you know, how you can really make plans for each of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like taking on too much at one time. Yeah, what's really interesting is that I was talking to a really good friend's mom the other day, yesterday to be, you know, you know, to be accurate. I was talking to a good friend's mom and I was telling her about kind of where I'm at with my career 
uh, if for those that don't know, I've been interning at this big marketing agency in Chicago and they, ow, ow. <laughs> they made it very clear that if I want to have a full-time job there, I'm more than welcome to, you know, transition since I've already been onboarded throughout the intern process. And, uh, for those familiar with like creative marketing agencies, there's a stereotype that, especially when you're an entry level and way you're going to be overworked and underpaid. I have been in the space of navigating where I want to be uh, and, you know, what spaces I want to be since graduating. Unfortunately, since COVID happened, I've had in a, you know, a variety of a lot of different jobs. I've worked at a smoothie place. I've worked as a contact tracer for COVID and helped with vac vaccinations and whatnot. I've worked at a photo studio. I've been all over the place. So, what's a little bit stressful right now for me is that even though I have this full-time opportunity, um, like I feel like, you know, I've been through college. I've, I'm a very qualified person to not, to, to not make it into my career being overworked and underpaid. Like, I think I really see the value in my creativity and what I bring to the table. Uh, but at the same time, I feel a little desperate in the sense of, okay, I've been, you know, floating around, having all of these random jobs, it's time for me to have a full-time job so I can actually provide for myself and pay bills and, you know, have consistent income. And it just made me feel like, all right, no matter what the offer is, that's on the table, even if it's lower than, I feel like a livable wage, I'm going to have to take it because that's what, well, that's what space I'm in right now. That's, that's what needs to happen. And my friend's mom told me that I have to stop thinking like a black girl which really struck me to my core. Oh, she said, wow. you need to stop thinking like a black girl. Okay. When we are talking about what we envision for ourselves, yeah. right. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I know that I'm overqualified for a lot of these entry-level positions, even maybe some mid-level positions, just given the fact that I've had a business you know, I do freelance, freelance social media. Like you I come know, with your own network. Yeah. I come in with my own network. Most of the opportunities that I've got have been through networking. I know that I am valuable, you know, and I was still going to accept the bare minimum because I felt desperate. And she was like, she checks me. And I think as black women, we really have to get it in our minds that anything in this world is possible. Like yeah. if you want to be a millionaire, if you want to, you know, own a farm, like whatever you want to do, it is possible. Wow. And so many of our white counterparts think of life as this, you know, playpen, you know, they can do whatever they want to do. And for us, it's always been with, you know, we've been in a very confined space where sometimes we just don't feel like we have the opportunities. We don't have the luxury we don't have the privilege we don't have all of these things yeah and granted so much goes into this way of thinking that would take like another full episode to really dive into yeah but that really shook me um anybody who's listening go ahead and click that 15 seconds uh rewind because I think <laughs> you need to hear that again like I think whatever you thought you heard like go listen to it again and feel that in your body because I think, you know, there's not a lot of spaces where people can speak into that, right? Like, had that come from anybody besides a Black woman, uh, I would have, you know, 
right maybe eye twitch but wow that is so powerful yeah and think about that that's when I realized in that exact moment I didn't think I was ever stifling like my own growth Mm -hmm. but in that moment I realized I was stifling my own growth because let me tell you all something I talked to at Atlantic I've been I've been even though I know I have this full-time offer I've been I've still been networking and trying to figure out where I want to mama got options We, we love options right there is this Atlanta agency that I was I had a phone interview, an informational interview with them, and they asked me what my salary range was. They would not tell me what the salary for the job was, but they wanted to see where I was going to say. I said, you know, for an assistant account exec in Atlanta, I see that the average salary can be between 40 and 50K, even though I still don't really feel like that's a super livable wage in Atlanta. That's mm-hmm. what it said on Glassdoor. She said, um, that was a bit higher than what we were expecting. Did you know that in Atlanta to qualify for government assistance, you can be making 49,000? Wow. Wow. Like, and that was higher. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, it is so important for us to have these standards and to envision a quality of life that is sustainable, where we can live our best life, have a supportive community, have all of the things that we want and not settle for less. I think I got screwed over in college so much because I always was deemed as the flexible black girl. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and people that would actually speak up and be like, yo, I don't want to be an apartment manager in the, in this dingy apartment, or I don't want to do this. They would still get what they want because they, had those standards and for other black women listening it's so important for you to be very clear yeah on your sense of self and to be very clear on what you feel like you deserve and to not step down from that even if you feel that you are desperate and you're like in a position like mine give me a completely different outlook on life yeah I think that's so powerful because you know we've talking about so much of like the work that you have to do and the intentionality Mm -hmm. to be able to stand in that confidence and the complexities of being a black woman is that we're not you know the spaces that we're in don't curate opportunities for us like that and even if you're non-black and listening to this you know if you're another person of color you probably can relate to this and even if you're a non-person of color then I think even interrogating like what would it feel like if these spaces weren't curated for me either? Cause it's like unimaginable, but I think that's so powerful of standing in your worth because there's something about knowing where your current circumstances are and what you bring and also your investment and in total assets in the future self. Like there's such this part of the visioning process that you have to be thinking about your current self and your future self. And you can only be the advocate for your, like nobody else knows what that version of your, you look like. Nobody else knows what that life you're trying to curate for yourself is. So you got to be your biggest advocate in that. And even if, again, there's something about, oh my gosh, I'm literally getting chills thinking about it, but it's like, we don't always have the resources to curate that, but it's like, again, it's because it's beyond the systems that are available to Mm. us right now. 
you know, and I tell Olivia this all the time, but like, there's a reason we call black girl magic. Like it defines past, present, current, future. Like it defines all of those. It's an essence. It's, it's a feeling like, and there's something about if you really spend time with yourself envisioning. And I know for myself, I'm not, it's, it's a little bit harder for me to be so like fixed in time. Olivia knows this because if anybody has like an OG listener, you know how I feel about <laughs> New Year's resolution. New York resolution, yeah. <laughs> because I don't like putting things on a time bound because I'm like, I'm existing in so many dimensions and like my energy is beyond that. But there's something about for me being able to sit and meditate in this vision for myself that like I can create the bounds that I need to, but it's so hard because we are getting caught up in so many systems that aren't situated for that visioning. And there's the work of um, an author called Bettina Love, and she does a lot of stuff in education work, which is how I got introduced to her work. But she talks about freedom dreaming. And what like she really describes that as is just like, like reimagining what has existed in order to pave a new way of doing things. And I've always talked about, and Olivia hears me say this all the time of like, I couldn't have even imagined for myself where I am right now. And the life that I've curated for myself at 24 is beyond what I could have imagined for myself at 19. And if it looks this good right now, I cannot even imagine what it looks like at 30. And right. it's and it's not always about having it looks like this house at this apartment at this address at this agency or whatever. And sometimes it does for people. And I've seen a lot of people manifest really phenomenal things in their life. But what I can say is that when I sit in that visioning process for me, it's about like being able to cultivate a space where like my inspiration and my joy are beyond the systems that I'm having to exist in and the day-to-day. And I know that's super meta, but I hope between the two of our ways that we internalize visioning that it's really relatable to folks because as Black women, you're right. Like we have to advocate for that and also think beyond, beyond the Mm -hmm. tables, beyond the walls, beyond the barriers. And that's not easy, like at all, at all. Right. She was like, you know, there is a white girl out there that is going inside a corporate office and asking for the most, mm-hmm. you know, that, that there is to offer, like, what makes you any different than them? Like somebody yeah. that's underqualified than you. And it's been so interesting to watch how manifestation, the practice of manifestation has blown up over, like, I don't, I would say like the past year, maybe the past six months, just the talk of, manifestation over social media and Mm -hmm. um people talking about like how they've manifested certain people in their lives and you know if Sierra could tell us what she prayed for when Mm -hmm. she got Russell Wilson (laughs) you know all of these things and for me I think that what helps me vision my ideal world uh sometimes is creating new new year's resolutions uh, to just be like, hey, like this is the track that I'm on. This is a daily reminder, but also just kind of writing down where I'm at and what I want for myself. So yes, I guess a certain type of manifestation where I talk about what I want, what it feels like when I have it. But when I talk mm. about what I want, I talk about it like I already have it. Ooh, so, right. So it's like 
I'm currently living with my mom right now, but if I were speaking out loud what I'm writing down, it's like I have an apartment with windows that have, you know, nice natural lighting mm-hmm. and um, a nice view, an office space that is neatly put together. And I feel so grateful for being in the space. And, you know, I, I love the way that it smells like. I can't wait to come visit and stay in this apartment. (laughs) (laughs) I love the way it smells like clean sheets and um, bouncy clean, you know, all of that stuff. So for anyone struggling, I would definitely recommend just starting with writing it down or even doing a voice recording. Sometimes I use voice memos on my phone to just speak about where I am and what space I want to be in. And I think what you're saying is really putting into practice that like when you start to speak those things, then when you're in the scenarios where you have to advocate for yourself, you're like, no, I'm not going to take the bottom floor apartment with no windows because you've already begun to advocate. Like you've already begun to say it, that it becomes easier to say out loud. You know, when there's something about like, if you have to say it for the first, if you don't practice, let me say it this way. If you don't practice on the tiniest things, really hard to do it on the big things and so if you're not doing it in the room where there's nobody then how do you expect to advocate for yourself with the room with you know the apartment manager or the hiring manager or you know what I mean like or your boss when you need a salary or your significant other when you are advocating for your needs like if you don't do it in the small things and you don't in the bad or in the big and I think what you're talking about really it's is something everybody can do. Like it's so doable of Mm -hmm. taking the like manifestations to really actionable Um, Mm -hmm. because in the moment, it probably doesn't feel like you're doing anything, but then when it gets to that, you know, a salary negotiation, you've already done it. And in my mind, that is the the planning and the doing of the goals that you have. I don't think we always make that connection between like the manifestation and intention work to the visioning and supporting that. And let's talk about too, it's really important to share sometimes with people what your vision is because you also- And I feel like like some people are like a little finicky on that too, but go ahead and explain why that's important. Yeah, and then we'll talk about it because, and don't like, I'm gonna put so many asterisks to this don't go telling everybody your vision. Okay. Cause like right. also not everybody's ready to hold or hear that. Okay. And especially black women, because people love to commodify and people love to steal lots of visions that we have, lots of ideas we got. So like, be careful, but also when you do have people in your life that you trust and that, you know, love and respect you telling them your vision, because we need accountability you know what I mean? Like, again, if you got goals, action plans, if you have a project and you got like deadlines and set, like you got to meet them. You need some type of metric. And sometimes that can be people in your life. And I right. say that for accountability because also there should be people around you who celebrate your wins. Mm. Because when you put this amount of work around things, there should be people who can celebrate with you. But if you don't tell nobody, ain't nobody gonna know to celebrate you. And black also so, you know, we're just, I'm not gonna say we're so bad at that because that's- They're vulnerable. Yeah, it's just like not- It's a vulnerable place. We don't always feel like we have those safe and trusting relationships to do it. Like it's 
another level of complexity, but I encourage people to be vulnerable and share those visions so that you can have accountability and also be celebrated when it's your, when it's your win. Right. It's not, it's not the same celebrating (laughs) alone with the, with your cake and your candles. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think oftentimes for black women, at least speaking on behalf of myself, when I'm able, and that's why I love that we're talking about this after our rest and recharge episode, because it's like the most, um, I could say epiphanies always come to me in solitude. So, mm-hmm. and you know this for a fact, because I'll, I'll be going into my cave and then I'll come back and I will share kind of with Lexi where I'm at with everything that's going on in my life and how I'm processing it. But if it wasn't for my chat with you know being really vulnerable with my friend's mom just being like yo I'm in this position where I could move to Chicago and hate everything and be in the cold and the dark and navigating everything post-college by myself but if you you know and I would have never had that advice Mm -hmm. telling me you know to really expand my mind Mm -hmm. you have to be vulnerable and you have to share where you are at because most of the time especially in our 20s, we're not going to ever be 100% completely satisfied where we are, unless you're- Why? In my, what in do my you case, mean? <laughs> in my case, unless you're able to like blow up on TikTok and have a bunch, like, you know, live your life making silly TikTok dances, getting paid but- like tens of thousands a month, we're not going to be. And even sometimes with people that are in those positions, you're not completely satisfied. So- yeah. Look, y'all, I really hope that um, for, for the other Black women that you choose to start today in envisioning this the life that you want to live, like Lexi said, sometimes you're not going to be able to see two years, six months, five mm-hmm. years ahead of time, but to just be conscious about the life that you want to attract and the mm-hmm. space that you want to be will do wonders for you in the yeah. long run. Yeah. And I think I really encourage to, you know, when I think about, and, you know, everybody knows I'm deeply entrenched in racial equity work and how that, how I embody that. And when we think about freedom dreaming and visioning and liberation, which is really how I internalize and put to practice this, it's thinking about what our life looks like outside of these confinements, outside of these structures. And as uncomfortable as that is, like, I'm in the same, I'm with you in the same regard, Liv, of just like, sit with that. Like, you don't have to have a plan, doesn't have to look like a business, something, something that you're submitting. And it might, but just sitting with yourself of like, what is my financial freedom look like? What is my, you know, freedom careers look like? What Mm -hmm. does my, like, we're completely reframing it. And what we keep saying is like, let the things that you're doing be also building community in mm-hmm. love and in respect and in unity because there always is this push to be vulnerable. There's there's values in that level of relationships. And even yeah. if you don't have those right now, if you're thinking you're like, I don't have those, then think about how you can cultivate those. Like we said, the visioning process isn't just about what bag I'm going to have in a couple right. of years or what my house going to look like. Right. It's also for your personal growth and development too. And so this is just a jumping off point. And I am excited to just, you know, 
encourage people to pick up a practice of visioning, whether that's a vision board, a voice memos, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the bulleting, the the writing yourself a letter, you know, to your future self. Uh, yes. Um, you can share with the Black Girl Flow community, and we can hold each other's visions together um, oh, as we're you know, building trust and and living in alignment and want to be accountable to one another. So I'm, I'm, this just brought me so much life. And also, you know, we can always, you know, keep doing this for us too. I know. Just ask yourself, y'all, why not now? Mm. Why not now? I was talking to Lexi like months ago and I was telling her, you know, I've been thinking about moving to Jamaica for six months for a year maybe just to reconnect with my roots to reconnect with my family to have that culture to finally be able to speak patois but I was like mm, maybe that's just something that I'm going to do like in a decade or something when I'm all settled and she's like but why not now and I'm like you know what my impulsive behind you know what <laughs> why not now so it's like I I have started to talk more about it and I've started to put it in the air once it's in the universe you kind of just like see what comes to you so mm-hmm. we've enjoyed having this conversation with y'all and yeah. as always we will be continuing that conversation over instagram so please make sure to follow us at black the black girl flow podcast on instagram where we will be continuing the conversation and make sure to rate us on apple and spotify because that will help boost our podcast to other fellow amazing black women and just people great humans um in a world that can benefit from hearing this you know this content and with that y'all we're gonna sign off and we will see you next time so with that peace Peace, love blessings (laughs) rest well y'all all right that wraps up our episode this week don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow Podcast on social media and even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks.